Welcome to another episode of Fussy Power. Today we have Rina May. She is a first generation Filipino immigrant to the United States and she has built her first million dollar business in her 20s and is now the maker of May May jewelry. She's had a felony, bankruptcy, foreclosure, and divorce all in the same freaking year. And at one point, she had the IRS and the FBI following her for five years of probation, and she felt like she wasn't really living much of a life at all. Now she has unlocked a special gift that allows her to deliver messages to people to free their hearts and their minds. Today, we talk about the gift of diversity, setbacks, listening to your intuition, and being fully present. Babe, thank you so much for coming on. Let's show them that big dick energy. <laughs> hey. Hi, hi. Awesome. Here. When we first met, it was like, oh my god, this this girl has some like serious presence. Like you, like it, it seemed like a very like big dick energy, but also like it was very magnetizing. If that hmm. makes sense, like totally. What what was that like? what was that energy like how like I, I i couldn't describe it it's just it's both power and both like very something that just like magnetizes how do you like show up like that yeah well I'll, I'll give you an example of it so right now i'm wearing a green faux fur mink coat with nothing underneath with three crystal necklaces and a beanie literally that's what i'm wearing and showing up with my tiger socks today for this podcast. So I'm like an inner city school kid. I grew up in New York. I grew up in LA. I grew up in the city. But as I've gotten older, I'm like this feminine woman who loves to cook and open the curtains in the morning and like just let light shine in. So it's like the two of those have fused into this magical, I would call myself like a modern mystic, let's say. And, um, I just have a lot of stuff to share with the world. So that's where it's all coming from. So it's kind of like the modern mystic from the inner cities. Kind of like, yeah, so yeah. I know exactly what goes on in the hood. You can't talk shit. Like you, you cannot bullshit me. But also like, I'm just a very like loving and sweet and caring woman. Because totally, I held up by gunpoint in my backyard because of growing up with gangs. And also I've received downloaded messages from spirit about your mom that wants to tell you some shit from the other side. Wow. That, that is not the most common combination. So when we were like talking the, literally I was not having like the best like time in a lot of things in my life. And I was just like, uh, last year used to be so awesome. I was like just on top. And hearing that you had like a felony and divorce and all these things going for you, like in one year, just literally like lifted weight off my chest. And, and, and I was like, oh shit, I have so much to be grateful for. This girl has been through shit. So how, how did that kind of like year unfold? Like walk us through that. Yeah, so I had a business in my 20s, um, a, a very, very select. Uh, successful mortgage company and it did some and I did some things that were illegal back in the time and I you know it's my mistake I got caught and so guess what I was facing four years up to being like in federal prison I was like oh my god my mom and my sister are literally like okay we'll visit you in this jail and we'll fly out for this jail it was the craziest thing and so while all that is happening you can only imagine your marriage is falling apart because you are falling apart and like not knowing what to do. So we didn't lean on each other. And, you know, that fell apart. That whole time is happening. You have no more money. You're between lawyers and everything. You have no money. So you have to file for bankruptcy. And then just because you have no money, you have no home. So I'm like, dude, I had to file for foreclosure also. I wasn't bringing any, any income, no nothing. So I was like, fuck it. I got to do it. So, um, that year of my life happened 
And honestly, all I can think about was just breathe, put my head above water and just breathe and just tread and tread and tread. Because this is what I know for sure. Everything is going to change through time, right? Like sure you're getting divorced today and it may seem like the worst thing ever, but 30 days from now, you're going to feel better. 60 days from now, you're going to feel even better. 120 days from now, things are going to be so different. So why am I holding on to one moment that makes me feel like shit when I know that this is going to change soon? So let's just get over it. I love what you just said about that because it's kind of like you're still present to, okay, this is what's going on, but also you know that it's not gonna be forever it's kind of like the this too shall pass mentality so what were the emotions that were like flooding through your body and your mind during those times like how was it for you emotionally so emotionally I was a wreck because I held everything on the inside because I'm that gangster daughter that is not, does not go to jail, that doesn't lose all her money, that's very successful. And all of a sudden I'm having to call my mom and dad and say, hey, look, can you let, write a letter to the judge that your daughter's a good person and she doesn't deserve to go to jail? Like, hey mom, the FBI knocked on my door today, I may be in trouble. Like, that is like the most damning thing. So instead of being like kawawa or like, in Tagalog, that means like sad or like pitiful and lonely. I was just like, we're going to handle this, mom. We're going to take care of it. We're going to take care of it. We're going to take care of it. And so I, I hit all my feelings. So because I was emotionally constipated and couldn't tell anybody anything, guess what happened? She happened. The gift of Maymay. I literally, so long story short, I didn't end up going to jail. I got three years of federal pr probation where you can't leave your house basically or you can't leave your county for unless you get permission but i had all of these emotions so i said fuck it i'm gonna make some a company where i can let go of all of these emotions so i built maymay you know my first necklaces were everything happens for a reason everything's gonna be okay this too shall pass just breathe i love it it's like everything that you wanted to hear so do you think that because i i definitely resonate with that kind of like emotional constipation and like just bottling things up on the inside like for me i don't know if it's the same for you it's like upholding the image other people have of you that you know like she's successful like of course she has this and it's it's kind of like that image that you know I wanted to show my family show my mom to make sure they don't get worried about me to make sure that I I don't show them that you know I, I fell from grace from her high horse for me it's a lot of you know pride that keeps me from being open and vulnerable with my family what was it like for you yes it's the shame factor especially if you grew up filipino it's the shame factor okay and we don't talk about it but it's the shame factor since you're young you're judged on how like matabai you are how fat you are how much you eat what you look like how light-skinned you are that was real in our culture that was prevailing so when you break out you're like dude i went to good college I have a good job of making all this money. Like we made it. Like my Philip, my parents came to the America so their children could thrive, right? So it's like, how do you say, oh, we don't, we're not gonna make it. You, you might go to jail and all these things. You know what I say now in my family, I'm the crazy one in my family. Like I dance in my bathing suit, like almost looking naked on my on my social. And my aunts, they talk to my dad and they say, tell her to take that shit down. Oh my God, like, you and I. She's embarrassing us. And I'm like, what about my gorgeous, beautiful body embarrasses you? Tell me, tell me, what about my bright spirit that's just quirky and fun and funky bothers you? Mm, totally. Does that make sense? So it's mm. like once I got rid of the shame factor, so what I had to do first was dump all of my feelings. It took me six years to get rid of the shame factor. Okay, I dumped all of my feelings and then there I stood butt naked practically in front of my family saying, there's no mistake I can make. That's, that's odd, okay? This is just one life, let's just go for it. So with that experience of, you know, 
um, not being able to talk to your family or feeling like you can't really open up to them because you'll be shamed. I mean, I, like, just like you, you know, like, I've done some shit that, you know, like, the aunt would tell my dad, like, what the fuck is she doing? She's fucking embarrassing me. And my dad would tell me, remove your last name off of Facebook. You're not allowed to use that anymore. And I'm like, what the fuck? And, and, and like, right? How, how did you process through that shame in a way that you were able to cope with it no matter what anyone said about your craziness? Like, what was the process? You know, it, it took a second. I was really sad. I was really sad. And then my sadness turned into anger. And then my anger turned into, um, okay, no. I don't, like, I want to live my own life. Like, I look at their lives and I'm like, I don't want to live your life. Your life is frankly boring to me, okay? So I want to live my crazy, laugh out loud, like wear costumes, just just do it all and be, un- you know, just be unforgiving about it because, shoot, it's like, when you think about it, my dad called me last year and he said, May, you're turning 42 this year. He said, before you blink your eyes, you're going to be 68. So you better watch out and you better enjoy it. And you better believe you're good enough for everything. And I said, holy cow, dad. He said, if I were to tell my younger self anything, the message would be you're good enough. That's powerful, girl. He is literally telling me to tell my little 42-year-old body now that my 68-year-old body is saying, you're good enough. So no matter how much money I have, how many children I have, how many husbands I have, like you're good enough for it all. And let me just side caveat this, okay? It's like if marriage is this covenant per the religion, right? Whatever religion you think. I'm not getting married because of religion. I'm getting married because I love my partner so much in three weeks. But oh my God, get, congratulations. I know, but if I get divorced and get married a third time, that's awesome too. Or if I get divorced again and get married a fourth time, that's amazing also. Why does there have to only be one image of what marriage is because your religion says it's bad if we lose it, right? So in my lifetime, I could have two marriages. I could have 17 marriages. It doesn't matter. But it's my rules now. It's not the rules that everybody else thinks. Everyone has their own set of rules and they, God bless them if you want to follow them. But I also have my own. So respect my own rules. Yeah, it's really like, I love that your dad like was the one who told you that. For a lot of us, we don't get that message from our parents. Like we Totally. We get the complete opposite. And with your dad, you know, telling you that you're good enough, I think there's also the reason why we are suffering so much and maybe also why a lot of our energy is spent on, you know, the the wrong things is because we like expend so much in trying to show the world how good enough we are and and where we go. And even I'm guilty about this, like, oh, just show them that, you know, you're fucking you're good to go you have it all together and then on the back end it's like oh shit like all these other things that I need to clear and I need to process but when I I show the world who I am it has to be like I'm PRing myself and show them the the best version of me and I this is just my theory but I feel like you know the, the the older you get the less like that tendency goes, but I'm also like, why do I have to wait until I'm 50 to be really fucking finally comfortable in my own skin? So what I'm like wondering about is when like, what was, how did it happen for you where you're just like, okay, I'm good enough. I'm going to show the world who I am. Cause that's not something that comes easy for, you know, most people. Yeah. You know, you know what happened? So five years ago, spirit downloaded some crazy messages into my body like I literally can feel people and I know what they're thinking I know what they need to to hear or I literally your grandma can come through me right now and I can talk to you and tell you all these things that your grandma wants you to hear like 
So when I got this, what I call superpower girl, like forget the felony, forget the bankruptcy, forget the divorce, forget all of that. I was like, why do I know these things about people? It's crazy. I'm like, oh my God, why do I know? What do I know? So forget all that other stuff. This is the craziest thing. Cause I've seen TV shows where people get in divorces and felonies. I never watched any TV show where someone can literally download someone's body into their body and then spit out messages. Like that didn't exist for me. So when I got this gift five years ago, I was freaked out. And I literally had to go to my knees and pray because I was going to go to the doctor and they were going to swear me crazy and put me on Prozac, like for real. And I was all like, oh my God, what is happening? What is, so for three years, I didn't believe it. I was like, no, no, I'm just not going to go out this whole year. No, sure enough, walking into Maymay every day, like it was like an exit through the gift shop. All of a sudden someone walked in. I'm like, okay, I know. Okay. You're here. Okay. Your mom wants to talk to me. Okay. Let's go, go. Bam. Message, 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 crying, 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 crying. I'm like, oh my God. I'll give you a perfect example. I was in Vegas this weekend and I had a reading with a lady and the way I had the reading with her is one of her friends texted me, are you going to be in the store tomorrow? And I said, no, I'm not actually. And I said, okay, maybe next week. She says, okay. All of a sudden my ring finger started throbbing, like throbbing, throbbing. Like it hurt so bad. I texted her. I said, look, this is going to be weird, but can you call me? And I said, she said, sure. So she called and I said, Hey, there's, is there something wrong with your relationship? And she goes, no, but the girl I was going to bring in tomorrow, the reason I'm bringing her is because she's on the brink of getting a divorce. And I was like, oh, I said, I'm not going to be there tomorrow, but can you FaceTime her and we can three-way right now? She goes, oh my God, are you willing to do that? They think I'm a magical unicorn. And like, if I offer to do this, they think it's crazy. So I was like, yeah, FaceTime her right now. So they FaceTimed her and sure enough, I was like, girl, what's going on with you and your husband? And she's all like, oh my gosh, we were coming into May May because like literally I'm on the brink of getting a divorce and I don't know what to do. And I was like, well, I can feel you all in my body and this is the problem and blah, 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 blah. And she's like, holy fucking shit. And I was like, yep. And this is what you need to do. And this is how you need to do it. And this is how you can do it better. And she's all like, what the hell? And I was like, oh my God, from a finger throb. Yeah. And so I was in Vegas two days ago. My finger started throbbing again, the exact same pain. Bam, 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 bam. Guess who was trying to FaceTime me? Both of them at that exact same time. But I was in Vegas. So I enjoyed my life, you know? Uh Um, Yeah. So that happens to me every single day, everywhere I go now. So forget all my multi-million dollar businesses, forget all of my everything. This is superpower is the craziest thing I've ever experienced in my whole life. And there's no amount of sex. There's no amount of highs that could ever like give you this experience of involvement in somebody's life. That has been like super freaking crazy. I could imagine what was it like what do you think happened in those five years that allowed this gift to spontaneously emerge because you weren't like a two-year-old toddler you know like covering over people and like oh your mom is like this and like that so i feel like i'm harry potter and the last five years i went to hogwarts harry Mm -hmm. potter didn't know he had this gift until someone was all like oh my god you're harry potter you know so it's like all of a sudden I came into this magical world because I had just built Maymay, right? So I just had my store for a year and I created this magical world. And all of a sudden the universe is all like, oh my God, here are your powers. You need to go to Hogwarts school. And for the next five years, we're going to train you on how to use your gift because the gift is so strong. You're going to freak out and we can't have you freak out because you're the message deliverer. Wow. So how was it like in those five years, you weren't really allowed to go out unless you asked for permission? I mean, like, were there times that you thought you were going to go crazy? The first, the, first, the first two or three years, I wouldn't go out by myself anywhere, not to no restaurant, not to no Target, not to nowhere. I would only go to my family's houses. That's it. Because those were safe spaces for me. But if I were to go to Target, my sister has to come with me and we have to be in and out in 10 minutes. Why? If Why I were to go to like... Was that a stipulation from the FBI? No, because people's energy was on my body. Oh, wow. And so like, I'm 
open portals. So people are trying to fly in like, oh my God, she's here. Let's fly in. Let's fly in. Let's fly in. Let's get her. And so I would feel so many things. So I didn't know if that was your mom over there on aisle eight, or if that was your dad on aisle nine, or if I didn't know what it was. So I was like, shit, I got to get out of here. And you wow. can't ask everybody target like excuse me no uh it was like gift was going crazy i'm wondering if that's like our natural state because i was able to feel that way when like the first time i was on acid i was just like holy fucking shit this whole world is a fucking illusion like i was literally like seeing shapes and colors and kind of like you know you know how like that thingy on the tv screen like starts to go haywire and like there's a yeah and I was like literally seeing the world that way. And I was at a bar for like New Year's and, you know, people were just like dressed like in their best clothes. And there was this like rich Japanese guy on our left with all the girls around him. And, and, and instead of instead of like judgment, I just felt compassion and understanding. And I just kind of like there was a download of like, oh, we're all just trying to meet our needs. So like this whole status thing is like fucking bullshit. But like, that is not something that, you know, I get to feel on a day to day basis. When yours started, you know, developing, what was what, what was your first time like? And you know, what were you doing then? So I was in Maymay and someone came in. And immediately when she walked in, I felt weak. Like I had to sit down. I had so much pain, like in my ovary area. I was like, oh my God. But then I thought it was cramps. I was like, oh my God, my period's just about to start. So like, whatever. I didn't think anything of it. So I met with her like for maybe like 20 minutes, sold her some necklaces and like really great interaction. Then she left. The minute she left 30 seconds in, I felt brand new and back to normal. I was like, oh my God. And then a light bulb hit and said, oh my God, there's something wrong with her ovaries. Like literally. But I didn't have this customer's name. I didn't know her. I didn't know anything. I don't have her like information. But check this out. Two weeks later, she called. And she called to say thank you. She didn't take her necklace off. She called, And I was like, um, girl, you have, I have something weird to tell you. And this is what I felt when you were in my store. And she said, no fucking way. In two hours, I'm about to get a call from my gynecologist because something is wrong with my right ovary. I said, oh my gosh, I was tripping balls. But also I was like, oh, this could be coincidence. This could totally be coincidence. Kept happening every week, girl, over and over and over and over. So after three years, I was like, this can't be coincidence anymore. Mm. Like, this can't, you have to know things. And sure enough, here I am. And I do know things. I know a lot of things. So wait, wait, I'm kind of confused about like the timeline. Was May May built during the five year probation period? Or was it after that? So May May's a 10 year old baby already. So for wow. the first five years was the probationary period had to hide my money, like couldn't be a real company, like was wondering. And then five years, five years ago, which is 2016 to now, right? Mamie's been like a real company where I incorporated, the FBI is not following me anymore. Like I could have real money and be a real yeah. person and not have to report to the government anymore. Mm. Wow. So, it so yeah. Was it because your asset, I'm like trying to understand your, your scenario way back and how hard you had it. Was it like your assets were tied to like Rena May and that's why you like the, the, I don't know, thingies, the obligations of the business were your obligations too. That's why you like, you couldn't really make money on your own or let the government know that you were making money. Girl, I have no idea. I'm just a hustler. And I just thought, oh my God, I just got burned for money laundering right now. I'm going to make cash money and not have to worry about this shit. Okay. Cause I got serious offenses on me. Like mm. I was so scared to make $1 at some wow. point I was like oh my god so I was that girl where you know remember you don't remember but back you used to sell cds out of the trunk of your car if you were a new artist right you sold cds out of the trunk of your car so I have that hustle mentality so I would make bracelets and necklaces 
and sell them out of the trunk of my car. Wow. And you literally would be cash. Like I was wow. a big time hustler. If you were on your way home from work, girl, I'd be like, hey, stop by. I'd lay out all my jewels on the top of my trunk and you'd probably buy something because you felt so bad for me. I did that for five years, hustled my ass off, made a dope ass living, okay? Saved enough money to open the coolest freaking store in all of Los Angeles. And that's when God said, look, let me give you some other sugar, babe. Here you go. You've done your penance. You've done your time. You've hustled. I know you know what it's like. Now let's go serve the people with all that magic. Holy fucking shit. Five years, like you must have had some sort of serious drive to keep you going there. Yeah, I had to eat and I had to keep shelter over my head. Who's providing for me? Remember, I got divorced. We have no money. Yeah. I have no money. I have mm. nothing. And I'm not asking my mom and my family for money. No, no. Mm. I'm too dope for that shit. Mm, no. Yeah. So you see this mink so baby was bought all on my own. Wow. So this <laughs> like when when you let, let's touch back on your marriage for a sec there. Or at least your 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 um I think you're divorced now, right? So your marriage yeah, yeah. with your previous husband. And you mentioned that you couldn't really lean on him either. What was it about, you know, that relationship? that didn't really serve you anymore and in a in and what way did it feel like it wasn't for you anymore like it wasn't serving you anymore so at some point in with two people especially when you're in your 20s and early 30s you start going through a past regression of like how you were raised and all of your mommy and daddy issues come up okay all of this like turmoil in your 20s and 30s happen and sometimes people into their 40s and 50s but mostly through their 20s and 30s so you realize the type of relationship you had with your mom and your dad and how is dysfunction all these things I started realizing that for myself and so did my ex-husband okay so two young 20 year olds trying to navigate all of that it just didn't work out mm. It's like he had too much baggage to work on. I had too much baggage to work on. And together, we couldn't fix it being together. It was too much. So in our relationship, we didn't become a safe space anymore for each other. Because we were both processing so much, you can't even be there for somebody if, you, if you're just barely trying to be there for yourself. And that's the truth. And mm. when you're in those ripe young 20, like those 20 ages, of making it try and work, it just, it doesn't work. And I'm not trying to force it. And I knew it was over. Like I was ready for it to be done because I needed to go on to my second marriage, obviously. Wow. <laughs> that your whole journey is like a journey of death. No, like being born and like being told you're like meant, meant to like be successful. We did all this for you. Of course, we're in the, in the U.S. like, live the American dream, you're gonna go make it to kind of like a journey of death and rebirth and reinventing yourself. And a lot of people mm -hmm. really go through a long ass process because they're so attached to their old identity. So you had this mortgage company and now you're doing May May. Was what was it like between the transition phases of oh shit i used to have like a multi-million dollar business and now fuck like what am i doing with my life like i have like everything is going against me what was it like in that transition period for you because a lot of people and might be speaking for myself here too like that's one of one of the points where you really feel like you lost yourself there because you're trying to find like that person that you're going to become but also you're still attached to your past achievements to your past successes to the pride that totally. came with that identity yes so what I did was okay that old identity of Rena May of who she was in that success versus this new identity you know one thing I know girl you know what we all just want we just all want peace that is the truth. 
in our lives, we want to be peaceful, whether we're going to climb the moon, but that just makes us peaceful or whether we're going to, you know, feed our children today. And that just makes us peaceful. So I just thought about, I was like, look, forget all the money, forget all the things, forget all the love, forget all of everything. What does everyone strive for? And everyone strives for peace. I said, so, okay, if I have this, 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 no, as long as you have peace, whatever peace produces in your life, then take those. If peace produces cancer, welcome it. If peace produces the next kombucha company, welcome it. If peace produces wow. the next balloon company, welcome it. So the, pro the, the difference now between the way I create is I create from a place of peace and it pours over me versus before I was trying to get to peace. Does that make sense? Yeah. So all I do is check in with myself. Am I peaceful? Yes. And today all I'm going to do is drink water and that makes me peaceful. Yes. Boom. Whatever pours out of me. So I start my days at peace now and trust that whatever pours out of it is perfectly what I was supposed to get. That is super interesting because I feel like, you know, this whole like non-resistance thing, like be peaceful, like, you know, everything's going to come to you easily. You just trust in the universe, just trust in the divine. And this world of like really being able to hustle and, you know, going for the goal, like they seem very like polarizing almost, like they're in different spectrums. Yeah. And you just seem like you, you, I don't know, like you combine it together, like you have some secret recipe. Totally. All I tell the universe is how I want to feel. And every day it's the same thing. Universe, I want to feel at peace. So, okay, what's going to bring you peace today? Well, just knowing that my girls at work are happy and that they live good. Oh my gosh. Guess what? Mamie's growing. Girl, we are going to be all over the world. Like, you're not even going to know what he, you'll be like, oh my God, remember when I one time did the podcast? No, like, we are growing. We're about to do a full remodel on the store. We're about to hire a full team for our online presence. We are about to freaking show off. And guess how many hours a week I work now? Maybe 10. Wow. Or I used to work 60. Now wow. I work maybe. Okay. And we're growing. Last year was our biggest year we've ever had in 10 years during a pandemic. Jesus Christ. Because all I told the universe is I want peace and whatever joy this shoots out, let it land where it lands. You know where it landed last week? With someone breaking our window and shattering our full glass. You know where it brought the week before that? Me channeling a mom in my body and giving her daughter a message that she feels great, changing her whole life. Do you see what peace brings? Peace. How is it? How, I, how I, do you, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. How do you like, so somebody breaks your window. How, how do you, you know, not go into like bride dilemma about that and still, because yes, we can choose, you know, our emotions on a daily basis. We ask for peace yes we can choose to feel peace when somebody says like fuck shit all about us like we don't need to you know uh we can choose whether or not we get offended or not but that is that all of that is much easier said than done how do you like stay in that state of like being present and choosing peace when everything else around you seems like it's falling apart that's my priority the only reason peace finds me every day is because I make it a priority. Mm. That's the only thing I care about every day. Wow. Some people care about what they're going to eat or what vacation they're going to go to or how much money they're going to make. You know, all I care about, where's my peace meter? Mm. That's it. I love how you said that you're, you're just asking the universe for, you know, what you feel. Because like literally 99.9% .9 of the world right now thinks that they want, you know, to be an influencer because they're going to feel X when they become that. Or like when I'm this or when I get to this or when I have this or when I'm with this person, then I will feel X. And it's, mm. it's sort of like, you know, when you said you were trying to get to peace, that's like how 
most of us are operating in this that's world. 99% of the world for sure. You know what my favorite peaceful moment of the day is I wake up and I open all the blinds in my house. I say good morning to all of my plants. And I kiss my fiance on the cheek. And I say good morning. That is my greatest gift of the day that I am so grateful and appreciative that I have lived for many, many years already. Like, that's it. Peace. It's like going to the gym. You know, people say, well, how do you have a nice body? You've got to focus on it. You've got to eat right. You've got to exercise. That's how you get a freaking six pack. There's, it's not rocket science. It's really just science, right? Mm. So it works the same way. You want to focus on a better body? Great. Use all your energy on that. You want to focus on peace? Use all your energy on that. And you cannot not have peace. Mm. How was, were you always like this? Where you're like, I'm just going to choose peace. Even when, you know, you like your whole life seemed like, you know, it was falling apart and you were transitioning Hell no, no. Okay, so I what happened there? Brat. I was like dying inside. I was crying every day. I was the worst. I was like crying, sad, mad, angry. I was all of those things. Um, I mean, I was never like someone that was like really big into screaming or yelling, but I was all of those things. It's funny. So just recently, me and my fiance were talking about having children. So I bought one of those like um, ovulation kits so I was like, sweet. So I was doing it. I was doing it. I was doing it. I was like, oh my God, babe, today is the day we're ovulating. So we didn't have sex that night. And then the next morning I was like, why didn't we have sex last night? This was like the peak time in the morning. I said, holy shit, I don't want a baby. Oh, wow. Like it came out of nowhere. So I was so nervous to have the conversation with my fiance to say, um, so I did, I, I woke him up and I said, Hey, I have something to tell you. And he's all like, okay, what do you want to have sex or what's going on? I said, I don't want to have a baby. How do you feel about that? And he said, to be honest, we're older now. And I said, I know this is the first time in my life I've ever had peace. And I said, and I love this space. So is it okay that we don't have a baby in this lifetime? And he's all like, I'm with you, girl. I'm with you. So we have consciously decided not to purposefully, like with ovulation kit, if it happened, it happened. But ovulation kit kind of deal, like have a baby. Like I am so good to not have a baby because honestly, girl, if I could just live this next 40 years in peace, God bless my heart. I've, I've lived 40 years not in peace. I want to live 40 years in peace, okay? I don't get how that works though it's like so you have an ovulation kit because and what we've kind of like been indoctrinated into is like it's so funny because <laughs> literally I tell my mom um you know what I think I'm gonna get ligated at 25 not sure I really want to be a mom not sure I want to have kids and she's yeah. like you're fucking you're fucking out of your mind so you know here in the Philippines I don't know if it's the, in, the same in the U.S. they say that when you're like over 35 it's not really possible to have a baby. So like, does, does the ovulation kit work the same? Because the only other method that I know of is like IVF. Or is it IVF? The ovulation kit, so you, there are only three days a month that you can have a baby, okay? That's science. There's mm -hmm. only three days. It's really only a day and a half window where your egg is fertile and it could be whatever. A lot of people have babies on one night stands because that's when the woman is the most horniest. So you can get her to say yes 50 times percent faster because she's horny because she's ovulating. So that's why a lot of babies are happening like that, right? But an ovulation kit literally tells you this is the time your body's temperature is at the perfect thing. Your egg is dropped. Go, go for it. It's science. Wow. No, you could have a baby until like you're ready to go menopause I mean it may be not be easier but like yeah. all of my friends right in their 40s all they're having their first babies and stuff I'm like gosh I love how you were able to like just have that conversation with your partner and oh yeah like that must have been like I, I can just imagine you especially you guys are like fucking engaged you're like fuck we agreed that we'd have kids and now she's shit like, I feel like I don't really want a baby. So like when you have those 
like in intuitive hits it's not you know always gonna make sense because like you there are times that you know i thought i wanted something and then all of a sudden like i figure out that i don't really want it so i'm like what the fuck is happening like it doesn't make sense to me so how do you let yourself get guided by your intuition without getting lost in all that seemingly chaotic hits from mm. it okay big things big ideas i have a lot of those but they have to be lasting if i keep thinking about it for more than 90 days i do it like wow. when i talk about things i i talk about things like that will really change my life um so like getting a business partner that took me a long time mm. to get because that like will change my whole life to get a business partner mm. and i'll give you something small so this year for my birthday i said oh my god i'm gonna microblade my my eyebrows because it's the one thing if you did it was great i'm gonna yeah. tattoo so i in so 90 days before my birthday i said okay if i still think about this till after my birthday i'm gonna get it done After two weeks, I was stopped thinking about it. I didn't care. I didn't want it anymore. Oh wow! So some things are some things are fleeting, but there are a lot of small things that I definitely jump on when it comes to intuition on a daily basis. I have a business and I have a household I run, so I make decisions all day long. And How do you differentiate? Like for me, like decisions in the household is like. things that won't really make a big impact. Like if I'm going to spend a thousand dollars on something, yeah, I've got to think about it. I've got to consult and we've got to figure it out. Um, but like, if I'm going to buy things for my business, like a new cricket or a new printer or something like that, I don't know. Think about it. I just go for it. No, I mean, how um, do you differentiate the 90 day period of bleeding versus, okay, I'm going to jump on it. Is there like a sensation in your body and by the way like just like a freaking segue before you answer that question like before so like context for those who are listening when we first met rena told me that there was blockage in my root chakra and i was like okay i i, I accept that there you know my boyfriend literally just told me last night that the first time we met it's like i had to stick up my ass i love you so I was like, okay, like, okay, fine. I get that. Sometimes I'm a little uptight and there are times when, you know, I don't really feel as safe as much. And so um, a few weeks ago, we went to um, this karaoke place to just sing. And for me, I couldn't belt out like the highest songs, like because of you, like, like Kelly Clarkson, if I don't feel safe. And so I'm like, okay, I did what you told me, which is like, relax your vagina area. And I was like, I sang that song like seamlessly and I'm like, oh, cool, cool, this works. So like there, there definitely is, you know, that sensation in our body when, when something feels right to do and like there are just changes there. But going back to your intuition, how do you know when to jump on something versus when to wait on it? Okay, so I do a process. There are four places in your body that when you relax, the spirit can download into you so fast. It's your feet, your hands, your belly, and your jaw. I'm going to repeat mm. that again. It's your feet, your hands, your belly, your jaw. When they are at utmost relaxative state, Then you ask the question, universe, do I blah, blah, blah. And they will answer you 1000% of the time with an answer that is clear and honest. Mm. So you have to wiggle your feet to get it to be perfectly no, no tension at all. The goal is no tension in those four parts of your body. Once you do that, you've literally opened up the cranial area of your brain the root and and where it like really will fall down all the way into your root chakra and you'll feel it like it's just a yes it's just a yes wow are those for like yes or no questions or are they for good for like open-ended questions too? no they're good they're good for everything 24 7 24 7 and you have to breathe in and out through your nose 
Okay, I'm taking notes of that. That's the magic. Breathing in and out through your nose is the most powerful. Hmm. What I love about talking to you is you're not just some sort of like, you know, 40 guru that says just like namaste this shit, like namaste your way out of life and like just meditate and do fuck all. You actually are a hustler or you were a hustler. You worked 60 hours a week just to get things off the ground. And now you, it's, it's like you combine these seemingly different things together. So what I want to know and coming from you more is how do you stay present and choose peace and prioritize that when you have bills to pay, when the credit card um, payments are up and when, when you know, your um, creditors are calling you because you haven't paid your debts for like a few months now. <laughs> like, sure, like for, for a lot of people, it's like easy, you know, to say, oh, just like, you know, namaste the shit and, and, and like just be in that 40, just choose to be present. But when you have things that like scare the living shit out of you, it's easier said than done. So totally. what, what can you say about that? So what I would say about that is I'm a hustler. So I take action, right? Mm -hmm. If I have credit card debt that I don't like, I got to, I got to take action every day, but this is the difference between me and most people. I only allow Rena May to take the actions that she could take today. And I trust mm -hmm. that Rena May of tomorrow is way smarter than me and she can handle those problems tomorrow. So like, Let's say you do, you have a bill that needs to be paid and you don't have the $5,000 that it takes, right? You have to think about where to get that money or how to get that money and stuff, right? So the arena of today is going to send emails, is going to make phone calls, is going to do all the things that she can to try and bring in that money and let it go. Mm. Not worrying about the result. The arena of tomorrow can worry about the email response of I can give you money or I can't give you money or this is what I need. What I practice is presence. What can I do today that will make an impact on resolving this issue so I feel at peace again? Mm. So it's Does that like everything that you do is so that you get yourself back on your priority, which is peace. Exactly. So I'll give you an example. My window broke at 11 p.m. at night. The police were called. I had to go to my store to get there, right? It's 11 p.m. I can't get a new glass. What's the only thing that Rena of today can do? Get emergency boarding service. Call them. Get two quotes. Get them to come out right now at midnight on Glendale Boulevard to, to board up my window at midnight. Okay, got that done. So I trust that the arena of tomorrow, because I'm not going to worry about this. She's going to call glass people. She's going to get quotes and she's going to get a new glass date in. But the only thing Rena of today is worried about or thinking about is how do I just get this covered so nobody just walks into my store? Does that make sense? Yeah. So I trust her and I keep trusting her and I keep trusting her. I try to do that. Like I with the practice I I like when I when I'm freaking out because there was a time this is so funny I think this is the first time actually talking about it on a podcast like there was like so I had my old business right the agency and I made some not so good business decisions there like when I burnt out I just had my friend you know manage it for me and this is the thing that I learned on Shark Tank when a CEO like, or when a founder thinks about hiring a CEO, most of the time it's because, you know, they're not passionate or they don't want the business anymore and they should probably just stop or sell the business or whatever. And so when that kind of all that fell apart, you know, some of my employees got mad at me and they were like threatening to file lawsuits against me. And I'm like, fuck, <laughs> lawsuits at 22. How the fuck do I deal with this shit? And so I was like, okay, just, you know, trying to process things. And then I received an email from the Department of Labor saying they want to mediate and whatever. And I was like, fuck, this is so fucking stressful. So like that moment, I have practices where I'm like, okay, I should meditate. I should, I don't know, journal, just breathe. But then 
the the worry kind of like still finds its way up so it, it's okay it's so there's another thing you're also human mm. and inconveniences are always going to hit you that's part of life that's what you signed up for so mm. being peaceful yeah you're going to get knocked out of your peace you're going to get knocked out you know if you hit me right now over the head my with a bat, like, I'm going to get knocked out. I'm going to be sad. I'm going to be angry. I'm going to be mad. Yeah. So you're going to get knocked out mm -hmm. of peace. You just have to let the pendulum swing back. So mm -hmm. be angry, be, be worried, be all of that stuff and be all of those things and let yourself feel those things unabashedly or non -judge. Don't judge yourself, mm -hmm. but the pendulum will always swing back. Will it take one day? Will it take one hour, one week? It doesn't matter, but it will mm -hmm. always swing back. So you're here, but you're a pendulum. You're, you can get hit. You're not, you're not, not human. So yeah, yeah, do I get knocked out? Sure I do, but, and you're also younger. So I've already been through so many experiences already. I've been sued. I've had a lawsuit. I've had employees like steal money from me. I've had all of that already happen. So if it happens again, I'm more like, ah, but if something new happens, then I'm like, oh my God, this is uncharted territory. I don't know what's going on. So the pendulum will swing. But now I'm like, oh my God, another letter from the Department of Treasury. Great. You know, like I've been through those. You haven't been through that yet. Oh, wow. I, lo I love that context because sometimes I, I honestly forget that I'm still 22 <gasps> with yeah. like the rate of growth that's it's, it's I think it's just like a lot faster these days so everyone is everyone here who's watching on YouTube is like seeing the amazing um, Maymay jewelry and you've started Maymay without really the intention of like I'm gonna build a super fucking successful jewelry store or a jewelry brand like you didn't start mm -hmm. out without you just like followed your intuitive hit when um, you had this like sort of feeling inside of you to make a necklace for your sister right that, that was the first time really yeah and what do you think like made may may so successful that you were able to really build it and build it and build it and grow it and not give up on it because business has up and downs for 10 fucking years dude my vulnerability is unparalleled my vulnerability and you think about all the companies you know right you don't have an emotional connection to most of them you just don't you just buy milk because you buy milk you buy your ipad because you buy an ipad sure you like apple but you don't have like that emotional connection with maymay nabu You've probably cried in Maymay before. You've probably cried giving a Maymay to somebody or you've probably cried when we're on the phone together. There is something about her that is so vulnerable and so magical. And like, I've never met a company that really accepts you for where you are when you look in the mirror and you hate seeing that naked body. We fucking love it. We love that naked body so much. We want to strip you down so you can see what we see. With that vulnerability, like how, I don't know any company that builds like this. So that's why I'm excited every day to keep building. Because if we can show people that sharing this level of vulnerability will only free yourself, God damn it, let's keep going. Wow that's not just from a place of like i want to make money the way i i made money before it's girl i live very 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 slim right now okay i make just enough money to pay for my bills and do a few cute things a year but do you know how much i get paid in love holy motherfucking shit like God gave me the best breasts, the best boobs, the best cooking abilities, the best planting abilities. I was like, what is money when I have all these other amazing abilities? Like, really? Wow. I love that because you're not like some broke, some broke person who's never had success and be like, oh, fuck money. You know, you actually had that experience before where you had a lot of it. But oh, yeah. seeing seeing you be this excited about other things it 
reminds me that you know money is just a means to get to the things we want in life and the feelings like it's actually the feelings that we want and you having like you've been through like if if like we're pendulum dre and you're like literally been like that like all over the fucking place and so i think that's why you are in your center more and when you do get knocked out you come back to it and you prioritize it and you choose it what practices do you have to help you stay grounded in your peace and stay choose present? a good partner choosing a good partner is not something it's everything your partner is your number one energetic vibration frequency in your household okay if they are not vibrating on a frequency that aligns to yours you will always be static you will always have anxiety depression doubt worry 80% of the time and you'll only have peace 20% of the time okay so my suggestion is is to choose a partner that you really really can be yourself with and that when you while out they just look at you and say oh my god you're so cute right now but when you get the pendulum back together I'll uh-huh. does that mm. make sense mm, where it yes. doesn't scare it doesn't make you feel unsafe and it doesn't make them feel unsafe that's a little bit tricky though because for like just like you said a lot of people have mommy da- daddy issues and you know a lot of people also make marital decisions to who yes. they're going to spend the rest of their lives with in those moments where you know all their issues are like being brought up and you know it's like so funny because my therapist says like you actually just marry your mother you marry your father so like with that said choosing your partner is not just a walk in the park like a lot of a lot of people they don't get to break that cycle of choosing like that pattern of like choosing their mom or choosing their dad so it's like that's really tricky you have to want to have peace peace has to be your number one thing most women and i'm going to say this when they get into a relationship their number one thing is that they want a family especially in their mm. 20s you meet someone because you eventually want a family with them and do they want kids do they have enough money or you guys have enough money that you can do you guys think about those kind of things that's like typically a 25 to 35 year old person's mindset right it's different it's different when you say okay i'm going to choose peace first and whether peace means having four babies or peace means having no babies whether peace means having three marriages or no marriages it's just different and like my thing about it is i'm at a point now and you're right i've made all of those those decisions in the past so now i'm sitting at a point where like peace is my number one thing like my fiance now says well what if i change it i said like, yeah bye hello bye i didn't you know we sign up for peace around this household that's what we do for each other mm. wow so how do you know it's the right one this time or maybe not the right one but like what made you decide to tie the knot a second time or i don't know a third time yeah I, so i grew up in the era of marriage i think marriage is so fucking cute i just do i love <laughs> i love i love it i think marriage is just so adorable and having like a partner like i never really understood why they said a best friend right like marry your best friend i was like what does that even mean no it's true we spend 24 hours together i wake up and like we spend 2 hours in the bed together just laughing and cracking each other up and smiling and tickling each other it's so stupid and cute all at the same time and i just thought about the years i just spent waking up by myself i'm like that was boring this is way funner like way funner like having a partner to actually laugh with like i'm like no like i'm down for this thing called marriage i'm like down for like to have a husband and be cute and wear rings and i'm also not tied to it lasts forever i don't care right now it's so freaking cute and that's my only barometer 
that's not super expected of you though because you're like the black sheep and the crazy one and probably like or, i i didn't expect you to be like oh marriage is so cute yay 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 that's amazing i'm also the you... only one on my second marriage too though <laughs> wow so, so is but... is he like is this his first this is his i'm like his first girlfriend pretty much almost like first girl to really bring me like just first everything and most people would think of that as red flags I was like dope he doesn't have emotional baggage with other women yes you want yes, to I love that so much that's so cool and um it just worked out so we're getting married on 2 22 22 oh wow two 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 that's yeah cool. I love it yep Rena, what would you say to like a younger version of yourself or someone yes. who's just like going through the fucking shit all right now? Like, what would you say to that person? I would say, stop judging yourself. You are the only person judging because the truth is nobody else fucking cares. Nobody. Every, you are just the, the supporting role in everybody else's life. But in your life, you're the main star, right? You're the main character. So you keep worrying if your mom is going to be mad, your dad, your aunt. Who cares? They don't really care. You're this small in their world. That's just the truth. So stop judging yourself for anything that you do. Learn from your mistakes and then just keep moving. Keep it moving. You are the number one dream killer of your life because of that judgment. True. I love it. I love what you just said there. And I think that mindset is what really allows you to be your most authentic self. Because now you're not just playing to putting role in somebody else's life and prioritizing that. You're prioritizing like the main character energy. And that can make all the difference between you thinking about what everyone else has to say and you really living your life, even though it means dancing around in your bikini. Yeah, saying you're crazy. I fucking love it. So for totally. everyone who enjoyed this podcast and they want to support Maymay Jewelry, they want to get crystals and necklaces and bracelets. Where can they find you? Where they can where can they find Maymay? Um, the best way to find me is on my website, maymayjewelry.com. And then on Instagram, we have um Maymay Jewelry, and you could watch me dance in my bathing suit on Instagram. I love it. Rina, before I let you go, I want you to answer this question for us. Yeah. Rina May breaks the mold by. Not giving a fuck. Really, 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 truly like doing all the things that eight-year-old, 10-year-old, 12-year-old, 14, 16, 20, 25-year-old Rina just wants to do like they're literally all of my cheerleaders like when I think about like every day you have a cheering squad like little eight-year-old Rena is like the head cheerleader wow. she's like oh my god I love that idea yes she had this crazy idea that may may start giving away balloons to everybody that say you make good decisions and that everybody in Atwater is going to be walking around with the coolest fucking yellow balloon on their wrist that says you make good decisions Wow. Guess what we're going to start doing now? Because wow. eight-year-old Rita was cheering me on and I thought that was so cool. Now the whole street is going to be littered with balloons and happiness because of us. Thank you. You're welcome, eight-year-old Rena. I love it. I love how you're, you're literally making friends with your inner self and letting their creativity shine through. Like you're just a little kid in like a 42-year-old's body and I freaking love it. Thank yep. you so much. Thank you so much for coming you're, on. Like your you're energy. welcome Thanks for having me. Your energy has been freaking amazing. Guys, I hope you enjoy this episode and I hope this encourage you to just be your fucking self. And Rena, thank you for you know affirming that I'm not the only crazy gal here. <laughs> not yes. the only crazy Filipina. Thank you so much, Rena. And guys, once again, um, you can find everything about Maymay in the description. Check her out and check out Mamie Jewelry. Awesome. Boom. Thanks, Rena. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? 
Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electricast production. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast.